Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 238. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Part one, I was actually thinking about this over the last couple of weeks and uh, over the last week or so, I've really become more disciplined about this, which is really what I'm calling the summer cleaning and prioritizing. And this cuts across everything from social media to invitations to speaking engagements and panels and even just people I socialize with. So this year, I've really been focused more on saying no. In fact, uh, my default answer to a lot of invitations, and I'm still getting invitations for things like uh, panel discussions and groups and speeches, and as well as uh, people reaching out to me about being a guest on the podcast, even though it's not an interview podcast anymore is to just say no. And the reason is, is not because I'm devaluing or unappreciative of the invitations. It's just that I felt like last year and in the last two years, I said yes to too much. This year, I'm really focusing and prioritizing on the uh, the big ticket items that I have to get done that I want to focus on the goals. And sometimes that means I have to say no to a lot of things. And I've noticed that with my social media accounts, you know, it's interesting. We all can get caught up in that rat race of how many followers, how many connections you have. But I started to realize a couple of weeks ago that my Facebook feed was filled with updates from people and I had no idea who they were. I mean, these are random connections, people who had connected to me. And I, I think before I was a little loosey-goosey with it is if I got an invitation, as I, if I saw that they were connected with someone, especially if they look like they might be interesting to connect with or if they were impressive looking, quote unquote, I would just go ahead and accept. But these days I've become more mindful of my social media presence and I, I'm it's particularly for Facebook I've been uh, streamlining that a lot and really focusing and making sure that I'm focusing more on just friends and and people that I really want to see uh, what's going on in their lives and people I want to stay in touch with so I've I've really been more disciplined about that, especially with Facebook. Twitter uh, and LinkedIn are, are better for connecting with me publicly. So uh, if you are, if you do want to connect with me, Twitter is always a great place, Instagram, LinkedIn, but Facebook in particular, I'm really trying to be more disciplined about keeping that for friends and family. Uh, I'd love to hear about, uh, you know, how you handle this, uh, especially as you're navigating the social media waters in this day and age. I mean, there comes a point in which you kind of decide, well, is is it about how many people I have connected to it? Is it a number or am I really focusing on quality? And it's a balancing act, right? And I, I'd love to hear how you approach it. All right, let's move into part two. Now that we're in July, hard to believe. I mean, this mini series is moving by so fast. We spent a lot of time talking about editors and I may call back to this as we get to the finish line. But uh, I just wanna lay out what we're gonna cover this month and moving into next month. I mean, really wrapping up the manuscript. I know a lot of you are still working on your manuscript. Spend the time on that. Don't rush it. 
But I wanted to start uh, talking a little bit about looking ahead towards your marketing. And one thing, I got into a discussion with one of my friends who's actually uh, working on his manuscript now, and that is about titles. And it's interesting. I, I don't have a prescription for this. Uh, some of you may have a title already in mind as you're writing your book. Others, you may not think of the title until you're into the book or towards the end. And a title is really your first impression. It's your calling card. And you want it to evoke some sort of emotional response, especially since it might be the only thing a person might see uh, online or at a bookstore or at a library. So think about titles that maybe are thought-provoking or controversial even, uh, titles that invite the reader to want to learn more. And think about it like an elevator pitch, if you've ever heard of that expression, where if you're riding in an elevator with someone and you have the length of the elevator ride, usually a couple of seconds, in order to pitch an idea, what would you say? That's what your title should do. It should convey in that split second or two when a person will just scan it or glance at it or read it, an impression, one that hopefully will jog something or trigger something such that the person wants to learn more. When you come up with your title, that's up to you. Some of you may come up, may already know in your mind what the title is. Others of you, it won't come till later. But come up with a, a short title. And remember, the goal of the short title is to grab the attention. Now, beneath that will typically be a subtitle. It might be whatever follows a colon, or it could be underneath, a line underneath. That's going to be a more descriptive title. It serves a couple of purposes. Number one, it gives a little more detail as to what the context of the book is or what it's about. It also works in the world of online sales for SEO or search engine optimization purposes. So you have really two parts to your title. You have that short title, and then sometimes you'll have that longer title, which will convey more information. But once you have your title locked down, I recommend grab a couple of things that are going to be crucial for your book marketing. We're going to talk more about book marketing much later. But one thing that you might want to do is grab a domain. And if you're hopefully knock on wood, you're going to be able to grab the exact name of your book.com. In addition, think about your social media presence. Speaking of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you're going to use LinkedIn, I recommend grab the domain handles for those uh, social media accounts, even if you don't use them all. And we're going to talk more about social media, you know, <laughs> ways to use it effectively and not get completely overwhelmed because social media can be very overwhelming. But even if you don't use all of them, it might not be a bad idea to, to park and reserve the domain names that tie into your book. Don't panic if your title is not available. You may be able to grab an alternate domain or something that's close to it. But think about it and terms of the consistency of your branding. All right, if you want the write-up for this episode, it's at bemovingforward.com. Your homework is continue working on your manuscript and start thinking about the title, both the short and the longer subtitle. All right, part three. I am still in the middle of my current book, so and I'm almost done with it, so I'll give you a thorough review next week. So this week, I want to share with you a book that I read last fall, uh, The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King. It is a phenomenal book. I give it five stars. It, if you enjoyed the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, about the life uh, and career of Mr. Rogers, then you will love The Good Neighbor. It's a perfect companion. It really dives into Mr. Rogers' background 
his life story, his family, as well as his career in public television. Uh, I absolutely love this book. It is a thorough look at Mr. Rogers, who he was, uh, his background, his upbringing, his family life. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. I can't speak raves enough about it. So highly recommend it. Put it on your must-read list. I'll be back next week. Have a great 4th of July holiday tomorrow. Have a great, safe, wonderful holiday. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.